Star Trek, the TV program from the 60s. These are the commentaries of the siblings Alex and Sammy. Their ongoing mission? To discuss creative science fiction concepts. To examine interesting character dynamics and occasionally terrible writing. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. We are the Trek Siblings. I'm Sibling One. We I'm oh. here with my sister. We're going to have some fun. We're going to watch Star Trek and make fun of it. And all the goofy shit. And that's it. Tell him, Sammy. <laughs> Am I supposed to sing? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I was ready to jump in and sing. After you said, I'm sibling one, I was ready to go, we are the trick siblings, I'm sibling yep. two. <laughs> well, look, there's, there's another minute of song. You want, you want to take a stab at it? <laughs> no, that was so cute. Oh, my God. Also, just a deep cut, oh. because me and Alex fucking love that Christmas movie. Yes, we do. Yes. And... And oh man, we were talking about cartoon crushes last week. Sammy, uh, uh, the, Don't the say he Snow Miser. Oh, Snow. He's, he's your type, right? He's, he's your type, right? <laughs> he's got that cool hat. <laughs> I hate both of them. <laughs> yeah, they're both pretty gross. I think that's the point. I think I draw the line at claymation, regardless. <laughs> yeah, nothing. I can't nothing even imagine. Attractive about that. <laughs> no, God, I'm sure. Uh, no, but, but we don't kink shame. Claymation's your thing. I mean, you know, I am drawing that, a personal yo, that's, line uh, <laughs> that's, for myself. That's a little more fringe, we'll admit, but but you know, no shame, no shame <laughs> in that. People like what they like. Oh my god, so, I'm the worst at being like, that's a fucking creepy thing, and then being like, but but no shame, no shame, no shame. <laughs> Everybody like what you like, late, no kick uh, shaming. <laughs> already, already shamed. You know? Yep, I'm. The so cute. it's like when you say like, no offense, but, and then say something super offensive. Yeah. Like I do the like kick shame version of that constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, everybody. As <laughs> as mentioned in the song, this is Star Trek: The Original Siblings song. podcast. <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you. Wow. Uh, yes, we're the siblings. I am sibling one. My name is Alex, and uh, I'm sibling two. Uh, my name is Sammy. We're kind of like, like the, the snow miser and the heat miser of the show. Order. Yeah. <laughs> Who's who? Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm snow miser. Okay, I was gonna say I could see it going either way. So, I'm I'm taller. And my face is less. I'm red. shorter and rounder. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Plus, I'm be- I'm better at spinning in rapid circles. <laughs> That's true, and I'm good at being over emotional. <laughs> and I do and have such a rosy complexion. It's perfect. <laughs> Great. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> so yes, uh, how you doing today, Sammy? Good. It's a really busy time for me, so I feel like I've just been like going, going, going. But yesterday I was like super Same. intentional about like not doing anything work related. And um me and Juniper went to the rodeo together and it was so fun. Oh, fun. I love a rodeo. Nice. Oh, that is fun. Yeah, it was nice. great. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm a little late coming to recording today. My roommate got scratched right in the eye Ugh, moments like before eyeball? like a minute like on the eyeball no. yeah yeah 
like right before we we're gonna record oh. by our cat. Yep, Nike. My Nike skin was being is crawling. mean. Oh. Yeah, uh, it was, horrible. Yeah. So I feel really bad for her, but I think she'll be okay. So, well, uh, uh, th- thoughts and prayers go out to Brie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, poor Brie. Yeah. And uh, what else? I got I got a massage yesterday, um, and and the this was the first time I'd had this. The the masseuse got up on the table and walked around on my back for like ten. No minutes. way! I was like, oh, interesting. Oh my god! I used yeah. to do that to you guys all the time, and I do that now to my girlfriend. You did, I walk yeah. on everybody's back. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were the back walker. Girl. <laughs> the back walker <laughs> makes me the sound like walker. some kind of creature. <laughs> Yeah, like sounds like a Dune character it or something. Does. I was thinking like Mad Max, but totally. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, no, for sure. Either way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, today was uh, today was an exciting episode, everybody. It season is the first two. episode of season two. We're so yes. excited, and we're so like we, we are. Yeah, I'm just we made it. Yeah, I'm so happy right now. I'm happy to be on to season two because season two is so fucking good. But I'm also just like so stoked Excellent. that we like recorded a whole season a podcast and you guys are all there listening which is amazing so like it's just there's mm-hmm. so much to celebrate yes yeah and thank you to everyone who who listened to the uh, animated uh series episode last week i uh you know i kind of wondered if that would be like you know kind of less popular since it was like not our usual thing mm-hmm. but it, it it did just as well as any of our other episodes oh that's so. great news yeah glad you guys were on board for that it was a lot of fun it yeah. was a lot of fun i'm so glad we did that also maybe we've talked enough about this but I did promise my top five, and I did bring oh. it. If you want to hear it, we can also we, I we do. can also just not. I, I will mention. No, you're good. I will mention too. I've been asking uh, top five cartoon crushes yes. is what she's about to say. Yes. And I will mention too. I I talked. I that was like my topic with everybody this it's week. I was asking like everybody question. that because I yeah once once I started thinking about it and it is like everybody has one which is kind of interesting. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Bree said uh, Danny Phantom. That's and, a big um, one, I think. A character from Daria, I think his name is Trent. She said. Uh huh. At a party last night, somebody said, "Of course, uh, of course, Mrs. Incredible made the." Made oh the my cut. god! Of course. Um, yeah, how could you the not? The Pixar body um, type, the Pixar mom body. Mm-hmm, yep, she's she's the thick. Yep, and she's got Holly Hunter's voice, which I think uh, I think Holly Hunter has a sexy voice. So. She does, like not uh, not like traditionally, but like it's just no, so interesting like, that it's sexy. Absolutely, and uh, gosh, who else did I hear? I heard a lot of funny ones this week. So someone who I guess won't name said, uh, "I told you this already." Sammy said, uh, uh, "Lola, the the Angelina Jolie fish from Shark yep, Tale." Great choice. Was theirs. And I was saying it's so funny that like Angelina Jolie is still sexualized even as an animated even character. as a fish. Yeah, she's like, uh, yeah, she's got like huge fish lips. Like, yeah, pretty. Which goofy. like, how could you not? Yeah, you know? and like Will Smith's right. fish looked like Will Smith. You know, so they were just committed. Right. I like how they do that. Me too. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So so let's hear it. Who who made you? Well, who made the cut? I got, I'll share a funny one. Is I asked Juniper. Or I was just like telling her about mm-hmm. it, and she's like, yeah. oh. That girl from Atlantis and that other girl from Atlantis. Oh, that's said too. And that other girl from Atlantis. And I knew who she was talking about every time. I was like, oh, the first time she's meeting Kita, the second time she means like yeah, the little mechanic meeting... girl, and the third time yep, she means yeah. like the, Who's e- the, third the one? evil girl, the evil hot one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. She, yeah, man, they drew a lot of hot women in that. Yeah. And all very different <laughs> kinds of The guys pop. are beefy too. I know. Yeah, just the, a the bunch guys of guys are all the guy with the mustache, <laughs> the big, yeah. The doctor guy. Like a, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the cook, yeah, he's real sweet. Yeah, man, you're right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Sex, sexy cartoon cast in Atlantis. And like Milo, even like his whole thing, it works. 
<laughs> you know, he's got yeah, he's got a vibe. Okay, okay. But yeah, without further ado, here's my top five list. And I'm going from five to one to build up suspense. Okay, all right, all right, okay. all right. Great. <laughs> I have a lot to say, so feel free to cut anything. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry if you guys are sick of this topic, but I, I do find it really interesting. <laughs> I think it's really funny. And I also just like it's such an embarrassing thing to like kind of talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's like delightful in that way. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. So let me just say, like, I made my list and everyone on it was like a human, which like I was like, okay. That's a relief, I guess. But no, it didn't it it didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel right. Yeah, because it's oh, like okay. it's like, you know, like there I, I like searched like my memory of like TV shows and movies. So I was like, there has to be like some kind yeah, of like, like that fox non- from Robin Hood. Yeah, that's a good one. But then I came up with one that was like kind of a genuine crush the first time I saw this movie. And it's so embarrassing. Okay. Who, who is it? Puss in Boots. Oh, <laughs> ah, good choice. It's Antonio Banderas, I know, though. it's Antonio Banderas. And like, this like, is another one. The sexiness one. of Antonio Banderas comes through that animated cat somehow. And he's a rogue. <laughs> and I love a rogue, you know. That's just like. And who doesn't like some sexy boots? <laughs> Right, and he can be so cute or so sexy. So I was like, mm, it's Puss in Boots. So that's number mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Number four. Nice, nice. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this one, Alex, but it's Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. Of course. Yeah, that's, right? a, that's an easy who choice also, for sure. Like, I think he's on a lot of people's lists. Yeah, who also kind of looks like my girlfriend when I first met her. She had the bob. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Although he goes through several haircuts during that. Exactly. And then three. Also reminds me of my girlfriend. So yeah, whatever. I'm a simpy loser. Is um Vi from Arcane. I haven't seen Arcane. It's Is that really another good. Miyazaki? No, it's like it's a Netflix series and it's like some it's somehow related to League of Legends, but I don't know anything about League of Legends, but like it's just a really good okay. story. And the animation is so good. And like everybody kind of looks nice. like a real person, you know? I don't know. It's really cool. Sure. Okay, number yeah, two, yeah. Shang from Mulan. Oh, good choice. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I gotta have Man. a Disney prince, and I was like, it can only be Shang. And then, right, uh, Mulan can be on my list. Yeah, good choice. Every, every version of Mulan. I don't care <laughs> if she's boy, dressed as, as a man a or a lady. A I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, maybe, maybe even better as a boy. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it totally. <laughs> and then, last but not least, number one. I'm so proud of this one. Okay. Lady Iboshi from Princess Mononoke. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. It's, it's been on my list for a minute, man. but I haven't seen it uh, yet. She's, I know she's, it's on HBO right now. She's I'll something watch it one else. of these days. Yeah, you got to watch it. <laughs> man. That's funny. Yeah, and you she's, got like, two Miyazaki she's like an anime character with like big titties, but it's like, yeah, that's what she looks like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel <laughs> it doesn't feel like yucky <laughs> to me. You'll nice. see. Okay. Right. You'll nice. see when you watch it. You're just like, yeah, she's a woman. Okay, right. I see what she's vibing with. Okay, all right, nice. So there's Sammy's top five, everybody. You're welcome, everyone. Nice. Now, just... now I feel bad that I didn't. I didn't put more effort into coming up with more. No, I, but, pro- right, okay. I promised, and I was like, I gotta deliver, and I like really, really thought about it. So like, listeners, the people, like, I'll... you know, the listeners are clamoring. Yeah. They needed to know. <laughs> I gotta give the people what they want. Or give the people what I promised them and they don't care about. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, I got to say, Sammy. Write in. Tell me what you think about my list. Give me your list. Yes. Of course. We'll revisit this topic one more time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the the entries are still open. If you haven't written in and told us yet, let us know. (laughs) We're we're excited to hear. I got to say, Sammy, having a crush on a cartoon cat 
That's highly illogical. I find this most illogical. This is highly illogical, the segment where we correct all of the wrong stuff that we said in last week's episode. And by last week, I mean the episode from two weeks ago. That's like an ever-standing yeah, correction that we week, always call our two-week episode correct. last week. We yeah. should just start yeah. saying like Fortnite. Fortnite. Ah. That's Will Smith. Anyway. <laughs> from YouTube Rewind. Rewind time. So, anyway, you know, yeah, you're, not, you're not in the loop on that. Anyways. <laughs> I hope somebody listening knew what I was doing. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, did you finish explaining? I I wasn't listening. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. So, so uh, do, you know, correct. Off with the... <laughs> okay, okay. So the last week I talked about the origin of Lieutenant Uhura's name. Uhura means freedom in Swahili, which is... Oh, I said that Uhura means freedom in Swahili, mm-hmm. which is close. So- Actually, Uhura means freedom. It was the title of Uhuru a, means freedom. Oh, Uhuru means freedom. It was the title of a book that Nichols brought with her to her audition. After finding out what the word meant, Ronbury adapted slightly to Uhura for the character's name. Maybe he thought it was more feminine. Hmm. And author William Rotzler created the name Nyota for his 1982 licensed tie-in book Star Trek II Biographies, published by Wanderer Pocket Books. Seeking approval for the name, he contacted Gene Ronbury and Nichelle Nichols. Ronbury approved of the name. Nichelle Nichols also approved. It was very excited when Rotzler informed her that Nyota means star in Swahili. Hmm. So, yeah, that's the origin of her name. Pretty cute, I think. Yeah, and I think we, like, vaguely yeah. knew some of those details, but it was nice to have it all. Yeah, you're within a range of a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so that's really yeah, it was, cool. It was kind the, of good to get the whole story. Um, the book thing at the audition. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, right. Yeah, that she brought that with her. Yeah, and it's all, it's also kind of interesting because it kind of shows you that the audition process was obviously um, a little different back then. Maybe I can imagine probably mostly in worse ways. But the, but the <laughs> idea that they like because auditions now are such a cattle call. It's like you go in a room of five hundred people look exactly like you, and you get called in and perform for like one minute for totally. a room, you know, a, a table of silent people, and then you leave. And it's like back then, it's like obviously, a they were nightmare. like you know. Yeah, like clearly they were like having at least a conversation with you, you know, enough to take note of the book she was carrying with her, which is interesting. Um, you know, I, as we've mentioned, it probably was a little bit of more of a casting couch type situation, we think. But but I also can't but, imagine meeting Michelle say? Nichols and not being like so charmed by her. Yeah, that you wouldn't just be like, what book are you What's that about? Like, <laughs> one point last week I called Janice Rand Janet Rand, which is not her name. Her name is Janice Rand. I also feel like you corrected me. I feel like I said Janice. I did, yeah. You said, you said Janice. Janice and then I said Janet, yeah, which was just wrong. It's so, so funny. I, like, I didn't address it. I was about. like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Janet, wait. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, um, so last week I My said... My corrections are all stupid this week. <laughs> So last week I said that fans decided that Captain Kirk was from Riverside, Iowa. This is somewhat true, but there's a little more to the story. In March of 1985, Riverside was looking for a theme for its annual festival. Steve Miller, who is a member of the Riverside City Council, had read the makings of Star Trek and suggested that Riverside proclaim itself the future birthplace of Kirk. The motion passed unanimously. And can I say, what a king, you know? (laughs) Right, just to be like, you know what, what if, you know... What if we just, you know, we just retconned ourselves into the Star Trek universe? <laughs> and then it was unanimous. Everyone was like, oh, good Everyone's idea. Like, That's yeah. such a good like, idea. <laughs> Everyone's like, Star Trek fucking yeah. rocks. Yeah, let's do it. Right. Yeah, anything you can do to make your little Iowa town a little more interesting to look like. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have I jumped at the opportunity, oh, too. Oh, totally. I think. 
Okay. And then last correction, <laughs> me being an idiot. Again, apparently I don't, I don't know the difference between odds and percentages. Last, last episode, Spock said the odds are 99.7 to one. And I said, well, that math doesn't add up. Uh, which, yeah, it does. It's not because it's not a percentage. It's a, it's an odds. It's odds. It's, That's so funny because so. I feel like, again, it was one of those I'm things where you said that. And I was like, I feel like that's not right. But I was like, whatever. <laughs> I have my bad self back sometimes. I'm like, just a, I'm just an idiot. Just a dumb guy. But, you know, I hope I'm entertaining at least. You know, and anyway. like, just like anytime you listen to things that you've said, you're like, wow. Like, I don't know. I just think yeah, that's a it's universal just, yeah, human already, thing. Yeah. <laughs> just embarrassed to hear yourself talk about anything, but especially when you're just like talking out of your ass just and just wrong. saying it's things. Like, and, and especially when they're criticizing things that are correct. Like, like, like that was correct. And you writer. saying Janice, I'm, I'm like, no, it's Janet, you idiot. I'm just wrong. It's like, you're just okay. an so, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that's highly illogical. <laughs> totally. Completely. Absolutely. Irrevocable. Illogical. Next, we're going to open up our hailing frequencies. Hailing frequencies open, sir. This thank you, is Uhura. the frequencies. Yes, thank you, Uhura. <laughs> Not Uhuru. Uhuru? This is the frequencies open segment. Uh, this is where you, the writers, the writers, the listeners, <laughs> can write into us. You know, and send us a subspace message. You can send us a message at stosibs at gmail.com. That's stosibs at gmail.com. Chris, what's happening to me? <laughs> Doing a stroke over here. Confidence is um, shattered from having to do all this. Shattered. I'm ruined. I came in so strong. What's happened? <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know if you got if you guys if it's easier for you, feel free to like record your voice and, and email to us. I guess you know if that's something you're into, I, we won't stop you. You don't have to write, I guess. But um, <laughs> but you know, no pressure either. Do do whatever you feel most comfortable with. But write into us. Tell us what you think about the show or the many questions that we direct towards you during the show. Tell us tell us about the interesting lines that we missed in each episode because uh-huh. I, I found that that's a recurring thing as, as people are being like, oh, you know what you talked over completely was this interesting piece of dialogue. I know, I so love that. That's my favorite to... kind of feedback is when they're like, you guys missed something that is completely vital to the episode and we're like, yeah, yeah that's exactly. about right. So. Let us know because we talk through the whole damn thing. Yeah. So it's it's good it's that's, good that you guys are that's catching the medium, us up. Yeah. You know? yeah. Write Great. in we and give some compliments to Alex because we'll, uh... obviously he's having a tough time. Give him some validation. I'm feeling, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm I'm yeah losing confidence. So yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, write in and we'll read them here on the show. And we have two subspace Yay! messages today from a couple of our loyal listeners. Yay! The first one being none other than. Samuel B. <laughs> the Admiral Samuel B. Hell He's yeah. been writing to us since just about the start of the show, and we love to hear from him. So here's what he said. It says, Hi, siblings. A few weeks back, you asked us who we'd play on the show. Mm. If I was on the Trek, my first choice would be a charismatic... If I was on the Trek, he says, which I think is a joke at us, too. <laughs> um, anyway. Says my first choice would be a charismatic, decorated Starfleet officer who turns out to be. Evil. Oh my god, that's the best my kind s- of character. <laughs> I love right. that shit. My second choice would be a godlike alien who toys with the crew and makes them all reenact my favorite show or something. <gasps> oh my god, I want to be like a godlike alien who makes like all of the like next gen characters like reenact 
TOS episode. Just just makes every single next gen character be dressed as a princess. <laughs> it's like Princess Picard and Princess Riker. And like it's like, why stop just at the Yao Men? Like, why can't everyone be a princess? <laughs> and Riker just walks in with so much swag. <laughs> right. You give right, you give Picard like Rapunzel hair. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says. Uh, I think I could put a really good spin on those two Trek cliches. My third choice would be a horrible little man, a la Harry Mudd, Garrick, or any Ferengi, etc. Star Trek loves a horrible little man. <laughs> Star Trek loves a horrible little man. You know what? We need uh, more horrible says, little women. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, we could. Um, well, we got Nurse Pulowski for a whole season, so. <laughs> no, she's a fucking queen. Are you kidding me? Uh, he says, perhaps the unusual Apple podcast reviews you've received are from a sentient interstellar energy field that believes itself to be your mom. <laughs> Just to be safe, though, I would examine them for secret messages in case your actual mom is trying to communicate to you from a doomed alternate future oh, timeline. No. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, he goes on to, to provide us some information we were looking for here. Uh -huh. He says, Star Trek the Animated Series was produced by Filmation. Better known for making Fat Albert oh, and the Cosby Kids. that makes sense. And yes, it features the original cast. Originally, they weren't going to hire Nichols <gasps> or Takei and have someone else voice Uhura and Sulu. But Leonard Nimoy refused to participate without them. Yeah, he fucking did. Them. Leonard Nimoy yeah, has did. been a king the entire time, you know? Never yeah, faltered. Yeah, I know. He's always, like, he, he was such a just, just such a critical part of this oh, franchise. I just like, love him he, so much. He, you know, made the he right made moves at the right time he stood know? up for what was important yeah. like he was yeah he was just a good guy with good ideas and intentions Ugh. samuel b says they still didn't have enough money for walter koenig though which is why you'll never see Chekhov in an animated oh, episode oh i didn't even notice but i guess it's because we were watching character. season one you know no oh, yeah we talked about it because we said we got the three-armed guy instead remember oh that's right the guy who had an arm coming <laughs> right out of the out of the sternum yeah <laughs> uh, it was a choice uh Right, he said it, it's a wild show, and I was really excited to see, or rather, hear you guys watch it. Yay. Says I have good news for Kern. The spaghetti incident <laughs> was absolutely the Romulans' fault, and not caused by me trying to invent a temporal replicator <laughs> that cooks my me spaghetti before I realize I'm hungry or anything. <laughs> that is such a like such like Starfleet admiral shit. Like they just say, <laughs> right? I must go now. My giant spot got out of this cupboard again. <laughs> Love, mom. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> if you guys, if you guys haven't been listening, I guess there was quite a lot of in jokes in there. But I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave them as is. I appreciate, I appreciate uh, Samuel P's referencing. I love the joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he says, uh, Sammy, do you have the script open here? Yes. He says, P.S. As requested, I have attached photos of my other pets and their oh names. Oh my god! I'm so excited. <gasps> Lucifer! Like, Lucifer is bunch. the most well-named cat. He looked like cat. he looks satanic. So <laughs> He's holding him in his like hand. Evil. It's so cute. Jenkins oh gosh, is a so goat, silly. and Fabio is also a goat. He's got two goats, goat. Jenkins, who, who's out in the cold, it looks like, and wants to come in. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, let me in. I want to be part of the home. <sighs> and Fabio, who looks look, looks stoned out of his mind. He's giving Fabio, goat. He's, you know, like, yeah, I can, yeah, I can he's see looking over the, the hair fence. that's not actually there, right? you know. Wow. <laughs> he's, he's happy. That is one happy goat. Uh, I want goats and, uh, so bad. Cashew. I know, they're so cute. And finally, Cashew, the little kitty. Oh, I'm going to like to stick very my cute. face in that tummy. Oh. Right, but be careful. They might, you know, Cashew might scratch you on your cornea. Oh, no. 
Wow. You know, you never know when a nice kitty is going to suddenly oh, become a mean kitty. Thank you, Sam B. I love these <laughs> yes, guys. Yes, we appreciate They're that. So yeah, cute. so many pets. What a what a joyful oh. uh, little circle you surrounded yourself with Seriously. here. Seriously. <laughs> wow. I'm glad that you have enough yeah. uh, room in your quarters for goats and cats and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's uh, he's the admiral, so he's got, uh, you know, he's got like a, a wing of the Starfleet oh, uh, yeah, there you go. headquarters to himself or something. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, next thanks, we have a transmission from, yes, thank you for writing to us, Samuel B. It was great to hear all that from you. Uh, next, we have a transmission from Lieutenant Junior Grade, Kern. Sam, you want to read Kern's message yeah, to us? Yeah, I was struggling to read earlier, but I'm going to try my best. <laughs> yeah, that might have been my fault for writing clumsily. <laughs> <laughs> so Kern says, Sibs, happy animated 2D greetings. Welcome to the world of the animated series. It's my least favorite Trek show, but it's got some great moments like Ahura taking command of the Enterprise. And she did, too. She did not hesitate. Like, at the slightest mm -hmm. provocation, she was like, I'm moment. the captain yeah. now, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, she'd been, she'd been waiting for that. She'd been waiting. <laughs> uh, Kern says, also in the Lorelei signal, you may have missed one heck of an innuendo-filled line for a children's show. When they first meet the women, Spock says their bodies seem to function on an unusual psychokinesis level. This causes McCoy to say, first time I ever admired a body function. I feel like I don't get that. Yeah, it's like a really cl clunky innuendo. It also, like, barely makes sense. It's like, I it's feel like, like we've there's heard something him there. Admire but... some of Spock's physiology, at, at, like their Vulcan physiology at different points. It's like, oh, the second island. Well, that's really helpful, Spock, or whatever. So it's like, it's both inaccurate and a clumsy innuendo, but I but I Okay. I'm glad he included that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he pointed I'm glad that to out. Hear that. Okay, Kern says <laughs> there's a reason why Walter Koenig wrote the Infinite Vulcan. Filmation didn't want to hire Koenig, which we just learned from Sam B. Nichelle Nichols or George Takei to save money. Um sorry, I said that poorly, but you know, they didn't want to hire Koenig, Nichols, or Takei. The plan was to have James Duhan voice Sulu and Majel Barrett voice Ahura. No. That makes me so mad. Like, Majel Barrett like, can't be fucking every character. Why the opposite and have Aurora voice Majel Barrett? Like, yeah. I mean, wow. We can guess who was probably behind we that decision. We can exactly guess what's happening. It's like, huh, what a coincidence that... Whatever. Um, he, he's about to say, yeah. Leonard Nimoy refused to return unless his co-stars were also hired. Nimoy pointed out how bad it would look if a progressive show like Trek left out the two actors of color exactly and had a white woman voice. Yeah. Oh, white man yeah. voice yeah you guys get it <laughs> as a compromise filmation hired nichols and takei they replaced Chekhov's character but bought a script from koenig okay so you got to feel involved at least yeah <laughs> well it would be a bummer to see all your friends come together for a union I know. And, you're left out. and they're like you can write us something and he was like right but nimoy made the right choice he stuck his neck out for for takei and, and nichols it was like sorry koenig like uh, you know i I only have so much pull. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Again, what a fucking king. Okay, Kern goes on to say, Gene Roddenberry refused to consider the animated series to be canon, even though he was involved in the show. That's typical Roddenberry shit. But a lot of people right. working on Trek now were fans of the animated series. They've made TAS canon by introducing it into newer series. For instance, there's a tie-in to the Infinite Vulcan in the Lower Deck Season 2 episode, Kayshawn, His Eyes Open. Wow. That's so delightful. <laughs> 
If you do more TAS episodes, I'd suggest watching more Tribbles, more Trouble, and Mud's Passion. God, fucking Mud again. What? Of all the characters that could be reoccurring in this show, why is it fucking Harry Mud? Can I just say? I was just thinking three Mud episodes wasn't enough. I really think we need a fourth Christ. one. So I, you know, I'm glad we circled back for him again. Oh my God. <laughs> fucking Mud. Anyways. Chris. They're going to make a Mud spinoff pretty soon here. Oh no. St- Star Trek Mud. Oh God. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, Kurt goes on to say, they're both sequels to season two original series episodes. I'm looking forward to your take on season two. There are some great episodes coming up, and I couldn't agree more. Um, Live long and prosper, Lieutenant Junior Grade Kern. P.S. My childhood cartoon crush was Princess Alura from the original Voltron series. She looks like a mix between Princess Peach and Princess Zelda. Yeah, she does She's have aura and action. Her dress is very... Um, <laughs> no offense, Kern. Um, She's a lovely choice. <laughs> uh, she looks also... Her dress is a lot like uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, Ar- totally. Aura. She's just a mix of blonde yeah. princesses. <laughs> yep, right. But, yeah, but yeah, I, you know, I, I see the attraction, you know. Pretty pretty pink dress and, and long blonde hair. Uh-huh. You know? What we more could resist. you want? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much yeah, for I'm, sharing. I'm jealous of him watching the original Voltron. <laughs> As a child or just full stop? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I missed out. Yeah, you would have loved it. I had that giant it. Voltron action figure. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Except it was missing a, a, a Voltron. It had like an arm missing or something, so it was only four of the Voltron or whatever. I don't anyway. know at all what you're saying, but hell Yeah. <laughs> All the Voltrons formed together to make a big Voltron, Sammy. I don't care anymore. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> thank you all for writing in, and thank you for including pictures. It makes it even more fun to get your Yes, mail. yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, yeah. And thanks, and thanks for telling us your cartoon crush, Kurt. We really appreciate Me? that. We're, yeah, we're excited to hear. Yeah. Obviously, it's a, it's a topic we're excited <laughs> about. Not too excited. Not, like, weird about it, you know? It's like a normal level of no. excitement. <laughs> But also, there's nothing. There's nothing weird about it because we're not king shaking anyone, right, Sam? <laughs> What's the next segment? I'm just <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, clouding so hard. Okay, so this next segment is guess the plot, where I tell Alex the name of the episode we're about to watch, and he gives an elaborate explanation based on his knowledge of Star Trek. For what's going to happen in the episode. But, but not on my knowledge of these specific episodes. Yeah, definitely not. Going purely off the title. <laughs> so, Alex, are you ready to guess the plot? I am. Okay, so the plot of the first episode, sorry, the name of the first episode of mm-hmm. season two is A Mock Time. Oh! oh it's a mock time! My God. Oh, I didn't realize it was coming it's so soon. I, I thought we were going to get a good one, but oh, great. Okay, I'm I do so know this episode. I'm so excited. I've been so excited from when we first started recording, but I was like, uh, I want to surprise yes. him at least a oh, little. Man. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, of, of the episodes I've seen, I think this is my favorite one. I so love this I'm one. very excited to be doing this. Uh, yeah. Um, second favorite okay. episode for moi. So, uh, let's see. I'm going to all right, I'm going to pretend as though I haven't seen though and guess pure off the title because for a long time I didn't realize that a mock time was this episode. I yeah, like I wasn't sure I'd if you seen would. this episode but I didn't know the title. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and I I so even after seeing it for a long time I'd hear that title and be like must be another time traveling episode. <laughs> and uh I think I probably would guess that it was like an alternate timeline type thing where they where they maybe like accidentally go into the past and change something, you know, sort of similar to um, City on the Edge of Forever, except it'd be more of a 
you know, they, they go back and make this change and they're in the future and things are all different and they're trying to get back to the past to fix it. And then you could even have it be, this doesn't feel very Shrek-like, but it'd be funny to have like a lot of them like jumping back and forth, like going back and changing, like trying to change it back, but like accidentally changing something else in the process. Yeah, so they jump back Rick again and, and they're like, oh, now we're not pirates. <laughs> now we're all like knights for some reason, <laughs> like or whatever, you know, like they go back and forth like, you know, 10 times. It's like different each time. They're like, oh my gosh, like uh, things are all a mock time. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> But um, so there's my there's my guess my my fake guess your fake guess because we my know we know that it's the bonfire episode. That's right, it's the bonfire episode with the. Uh, do you know what the the weapons are called? I don't. Me neither. But I'm gonna <laughs> guess that they're called Alerpa. L i r p a. The way you said that was really like. <laughs> Seem like you knew what it was called, and you know what those oh, are. I did. I got it right, actually. It is a lerpa. No way. No, I'm right. It's yeah, a lerpa is the is what it's called. So what look at happening? that. I did know. I just what didn't know happening? that I knew. So I guess that was somewhere. That was somewhere in the recesses of my brain. Definitely. Wow. I made a couple of you... fake lerpa for uh for like a, a a YouTube video we made back in the day. If you recall. Oh, I recall. Yeah. <laughs> so they fell apart pretty quickly. They were like pool noodles and like pieces of cardboard wrapped in tin foil <laughs> um, uh, for the for the end sections. <laughs> so pretty fun. But yeah, those things lasted not long. You'll have at all. to see if you can find a picture to post on the Insta. The Instagram which you oh, never Oh, that's Friday with updated. the Lerpa, yeah. Yeah, well, that's because nobody looks at it. Oh, so okay. It's that's a, you know, it's probably it's it's a vicious cycle. Nobody looks at it, so I don't update it. So I, you know, mm. so nobody looks there at it. There you go. And now for our feature presentation. <laughs> we start with Kirk just climbing up a ladder Kirk is for climbing no a ladder. Yeah. Maybe he saw a I girl the, that he uh, just had like a one night stand with. Going into the turbo lift, you and he wanted to avoid it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I had to take the ladder instead. Well, it's nothing I can pinpoint without an examination, but he's become increasingly restive. If he were not a Vulcan, I'd almost say nervous. Uh-oh, the boys are worried about their boyfriend. Three days. Well, that just sounds like Mr. Spock in one of his contemplated phases. <laughs> Spock gets moody, apparently. That's, he's uh, contemplative. He's kind not of moody. Seems uncharacteristic of him. He's just like, sounded like a way of saying he was moody. I think it's saying like that he's like got an idea, you oh, know. Sure, okay. That's that's the Spock version yeah, of being like, moody. It's like he's in a deep intellectual state. I mean, even deeper than usual. Just happened to notice. Oh, okay. So Nurse Chapel's bringing him some purple soup. The most realistic we're, thing we're about this show is that all of the women have crush big crushes on, on Spock. <laughs> Bones, I'm a busy man. Jim, when I suggested to Spock that it was time for his routine checkup, your logical, unemotional first officer turned to me and said, you will cease to pry into my personal matters, doctor, or I shall certainly break your neck. Spock said that? World sassiest man. Like, that's not even out of character. That's, oh, that's out oh, of character. Oh, just threw the purple soup at Nurse Chapel. Sickness be gone! Captain, I should like to request a leave of absence on my home planet. On our present course, you can divert the Vulcan with a loss of but 2.8 light days. That's you a know, lot of days. not to be gross, but I like this is also how I get if I go too long without having sex. All I require from you is that you answer it, <laughs> yes or no. Just throwing purple soup all over the place. <laughs> 
It's totally normal. <laughs> I like that everybody else is like, soup. Spock has been... Yeah, tell you said. Apparently, you said? the purple soup stained that part of the set, and it was like really, really hard to get it out. Space. Oh no! Uh -oh. oh, what a disaster! <laughs> That's funny. I was just gonna say, I think it's funny that like everybody else was like, you know, everyone like the first two minutes of that were like both Bones and Nurse Chapel like telling Kirk how crazy Spock has has been getting. Uh -huh. and Kirk Kirk acts like he hasn't seen him in days. He's just like. Oh, I'm sure he's fine. Like, yeah, you guys seem like you're exaggerating. Then he seems to be like, oh, oh my. Like, huh. Interesting. Like, anyway. Oh, this is, this is new, the singing. Oh, we added a vocalist in here. Should we sing along with her? <gasps> you should. Imagine that Spock is just like so professional on the bridge that Kirk didn't even notice anything. Oh, and DeForest Kelly made has made it into the As opening credits. Well deserved. Yeah. Oh, oh kind of and something else exciting earlier. about this episode, but I won't spoil. What? Oh. <laughs> I'm excited. This is so fun. I love season two. They're like, we know what we're about. It is undignified for a woman. To play servant to a man who is not hers. Oh, okay. Jeez, oh man, who knew Spock had such uh, sexist ideas yeah, in him? Yeah, yikes. Will you grant it or not? Or he's just logical, I guess, right? Hey. That's just logical <laughs> to... Uh... No! You've never asked for a leave of women can't do nice things. Women can't cook for men that they're not married to. Spock would Forget never it. be sexist. This is just... <laughs> he's having a... Agreed, but that isn't the question, is it? It's Paul Pretty sure he just you was. Know? We should probably set off the the alarms. Yeah, definitely. There's a problem. Illness in the family. No. of that nature, Captain. Then, since we're headed for Altair 6, and since the shore facilities there are excellent... No, I must... This is another case of where, like, if he would have just, like, explained the situation, Kirk would have trusted him, you know, I think. He looks like he's hiding a knife behind his back from Kirk. Yeah, I think he is. He's about to stab Kirk. He's just, he's out of control. Spock, I'm asking, what's wrong? What's the deal, brah? What's wrong, sweetie? Yeah, why won't you just tell him? To accept that answer. I think it's like kind of well, like we are best friends, so. Vulcan culture, you know? Like, I think it's really hard for him to like talk about it with outsiders. Help. Yes, Captain. Interesting. But he's gonna do it anyway. Oh, Kirk is such a sweet guy. He's concerned for his buddy, his boyfriend. Of course. Maybe Spock doesn't want to tell him because he doesn't want Kirk to know he's like gonna sleep with someone else. Yeah, that could be. That'd be very valid. Suppose most of us overlook the fact that even Vulcans aren't indestructible. I love that he's just got like no, a curtain in his room, like a theater curtain. Yeah, like a big, big weird lion yeah. statue. Did I see that right? Their rooms are so stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, they all seem to have like like African decor. Am they I have right just about like that? random statues like... and shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. Ship surgeon McCoy has him under medical surveillance. Ship surgeon McCoy, man, McCoy gets demoted a little more each week, huh? <laughs> Got to see Uhura jamming that giant earpiece into her ear. I that know, was kind of right? fun. <laughs> <laughs> the captain, USS Enterprise, Starfleet Sector 9. Inauguration ceremonies, Altair 6, have been advanced seven solar days. 
Your order to alter your flight plan is filed to accommodate. Order of Comac, Admiral, Starfleet Command. Uh-oh, Spock's on the bridge mm-hmm. and he's hearing all this. Mr. Chekhov, compute courses. Mr. Chekhov! Mr. Chekhov! Here he is! Wearing the stupidest wig you've ever seen. Yeah, holy cow, that is goofy. They're like, we need a cute boy on the bridge. And they hired that guy. And that was who they picked. <laughs> They're like, we need to appeal to the younger audience, and that's how they did it. Hang on, I'm going back. I wanted to. One of Finagle's laws puts it. No, that's you're good. I just Finagle's laws made me excited. Is that a real person or a made-up Star Trek person? No, it's a real thing. Finagle's law. I thought so because it was too silly of a name uh-huh. to have made up. <laughs> I feel like you'd make up a more believable name otherwise. I think a. Like, I think a author or, like, a sci-fi novelist or something. Mm, gotcha. Oh, Kirk's in the in the scary bed. Uh-oh, the crazy quilt. In the sick bay bed that makes you nuts. I mean, he's in his quarters, but he borrowed the sick bay bedding, apparently. Bridge, navigation. He has walls. Navigation. Oh, here's Chekhov again. Do you think he calls oh, Chekhov a lot we'll while he's in bed? If we increase speed and maximum, right, the new guy? <laughs> he's like, oh, so you're, 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 you know, you're finding yourself at home here on the ship, <laughs> Mr. Chekhov? <laughs> We're on course for Vulcan, Captain. As Mr. Spock ordered. Thank you, Mr. Chekhov, Kirk. Mm-mm. That's so shitty as he's like, can we find any way to go to Vulcan? And he's like, oh, we are. You know, like, <laughs> 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 That's, oh, and he knows. Look, oh, he's standing at the door with his hands on his hips. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're in trouble now, Spock. You're going to get a spanking. Oh, my God. And Chekhov comes over I and covers the weird science station wig. where they stare into the blue light because apparently that's really He just important. wanted to enter frame. He's desperate to get every second of screen time he can. <laughs> no. He's worried they're going to the give writers. him the Janus Fran like, treatment and write him off. Get this hot young thing <laughs> on camera. I guess the Beatles were considered attractive back then, so yeah, like, he's maybe that's to look why like the hair. Davy Jones from the Monkees. Hey, hey, we're okay, the Monkees. Okay, all right, I see that. People say we monkey around. Except on your word that I did it. I do not know why, nor do I re- remember doing it. Hmm. Okay. Captain, lock me away. It was Chekhov, actually. Chekhov is trying to get, to trying to drive a wedge between the two of them. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, Spock told me He's to. He's like, I'm going to be the yes. new boo thing. Yes. Soon I'll be the one with Kirk. There's Just the, the weird space The double only has room for three. Yeah, he has to. Yeah. Complete examination. McCoy's waiting. Spock is damn determined not to see the doctor. It's like a dog with the vet. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like that Kirk still trusts him to go and do this, though, even though... Well, because they never don't trust people to just, like, stay in sick bay or go to sick bay. Like, I don't know. They're so yeah, stupid like, about that Yeah, or, like, if they're shit. prisoners, they just kind of trust like, them hey, to, like, not walk around. you go to your quarters and stay there? They're like, yeah, totally, I will. And they never do. Right. Okay, Spock's here with McCoy in sick bay. I love this thing. The, like, stand-up, like, bed that, like, swoops down, you know? I have done so. And it explained that. Oh. And now I'll go to my quarters. Okay. Wow, he's, he's he found the fucking loophole. In case you hadn't noticed, I have to answer to the same commanding officer that you do. Wow. I love mm. these two. 
Come on, smart. Just like the sass is you never ending. The situation. <laughs> He's like, Spock, it's just one simple anal swab and then you can go. <laughs> Examine. I just love that they never oh, stop sassing each other. Right. Oh, Spock's nervous. His hand is twitching. Uh-huh. He's unwell. Oh, they are flying. Look, they are flying it's the past boys. stars. I love these two together. <laughs> Sulu and Chekhov. Sulu's so so like, man, you make my hair look not stupid. <laughs> He's like, you did me a huge favor. I think I'm going to get spacesick. <laughs> spacesick. Jim, you've got to get Spock to Vulcan. Oh, I will, I will. As soon as this mission is completed. No, now, right away. If you don't get him to Vulcan within a week, eight days, it's the outside, he'll die. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it zooms in on them. Jim. Hey, you nailed the music. <laughs> <laughs> He'll die, Jim. Why? Must he die? Must he die? Why? He's With super horny. <laughs> He's I dying of horniness. Oh my gosh. How many, like, future pornos do you think are based around Ponfar? <laughs> body function. It's like That's the, just like uh, my body has an to have unending sex. well of material. <laughs> we have to repopulate the planet. That's another classic yeah, uh, so sci-fi right. sex excuse. But if it isn't stopped somehow, tell us other tropes in uh, future porn. Right in. How about uh, like the It Follows monster could be one. Like, oh, that's a good one. Hi, <laughs> you know we gotta have sex because there's a monster that. <laughs> Was coming after me. About it is an Aldebaran shell mouth. <sighs> Those Aldebaran shell mouths. Kirk's like, he'll talk to me. Hair flip. <laughs> I, I love Spock in this episode. The... He's such a little freak. Oh, is is hoarded over to Pring? He's looking at the only picture of to Pring he has. It's normal. Okay. It's not weird. It's a picture from mm. when she's a kid, so it's it's kind of weird. has <laughs> given me. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah, I was thinking that was a child. <laughs> Unless something is done. What? So I'll die then. Whatever. Shut up. Get out of here. Stop talking to me. I don't want to talk about it. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> He's like, I would literally rather die than talk to you about Bonfire. <laughs> Spock is the, the first the Vulcan in. Starfleet, right? Enormous asset I think me. so. If I have to lose that first officer, I want to know why. <laughs> Just thinking it's, it's crazy that nobody knows about this yet. That this isn't like a better documented thing. Yeah, but like, I mean, no we're still at the I beginning know. of like space travel. Except we don't know like few. very much about Klingons. We don't know very much about Vulcans. You know, like it's the final frontier. Understands, but yeah, the, the, yeah. among ourselves. Yeah, you would think that Vulcans would have a more um, a more logical view about sex, you know, like more openness and normalcy. Yeah, no kidding. Like, they seem like they're pretty repressed about anything that's. But it is like, something that's like vulnerable and emotional, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. It's interesting. Can you see that, Captain? And understand? No, I do not understand. Like, sometimes logic, like, sometimes denying emotions is illogical, you know? Yeah. Even the discipline of the service. Hence the extreme horniness he's experiencing right now. Exactly. 
I just love that he's like, yeah, for some reason I just kept putting off having sex with this woman. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just so logical. <laughs> yeah, he's like, are you saying the sex that we have is not, uh, is not filling, you know, is not fulfilling you? Biology. I love this conversation. It's so uncomfortable. Biology. Spock looks like, like the, he wants to die the whole time. The the birds and the bees and the Vulcans. He is agonized. Vulcan biology. He's mortified. Biology. Look at biology. Do you mean the biology of Vulcans? At the wall. Reproduction. They're so uncomfortable, and their hands are behind their backs. There's no need to be uh, embarrassed. Oh, they're so cute. The birds and the bees. Birds and the bees are not Vulcans, Captain. If they were, if any creature as proudly logical as us... Had to admit that it has to have sex once in a while. Well, <laughs> God forbid. Had to admit that they have, like, normal humanoid needs. This kind of contributes to the whole idea that Vulcans are like weird, sexless nerds. Yeah, they're definitely the nerds of the galaxy. <laughs> right. I guess yeah. the rest of like nerds and the monks. Right. <laughs> Kirk's like, I've definitely thought about it a lot, if I'm being totally honest. No. Uh-oh. It is not. Just done animalistically. We shield it with ritual and customs shrouded in antiquity. Gotta be hmm. fucking weirdos about everything. Humans have no yep, yeah, they sound kind of like us. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, no, we're pretty repressed about sex, too. Yeah, that's true. Rips away our He's just explaining what um, it's like to be an incel, you know? <laughs> it's kind of an interesting, you know, even within Earth's different cultures. Um, Pedro Omodovar, you know, one of my favorite mm -hmm. uh, Spanish film directors mm -hmm. that I'm always talking about. Of course. Um, in in the movie uh, Time Me Up, Time Me Down, it got um, it got like an NC-17 rating. Uh -huh. um, actually, if I remember Such right, I think it might have been the first movie to... Right? I think it was the first movie to ever get a NC-17 rating, actually. No um, way. In the U.S. I think, I think that was the movie that, that made them come up with this rating. That's fascinating. Um, but in an interview, he's talking about, you know, how weird and repressed Americans are. And he's like, he's like, there's a part in the movie where it's uh, it's Antonio Banderas and Penelope Cruz. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. And maybe I'm wrong, but at least I've, at least I've saying someone. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a part where Antonio Banderas just fully punches Penelope Cruz in the face, like just hits her in the face. And there's and then there's a different scene where they have consensual sex with each other that is shot entirely from like you know the shoulders up pretty much uh -huh. and the sex scene is what got was what was is what was potentially going to get them an r rating always is. and yeah and he's like he's like americans they they, they don't mind violence, violence at all sex. but they hate sex uh -huh. yeah that's like, the whole yeah. fucking and, thing which of course are probably a little related but well and also like i remember the movie i think it's called blue valentine or something with ryan that gosling is a movie. And... as is blue velvet oh okay yeah, yeah no you're right um, blue valentine What's her name? Is it Carrie Mulligan or is it just that girl who looks like Carrie Mulligan? IDK, whatever. This is, this is the conversation we're going to have to revisit in Highly Logical next week, obviously. <laughs> big time, big time. <laughs> but, like, it got an NC-17 rating and, like, basically the thing they wanted them to take out was this part where he goes down on her. 
And it's not explicit mm-hmm. at all. You know, like it's just like any other sex scene in any other like PG-13 rated movie where like it's mostly mm-hmm. implied, obviously. But like the fact that it was like her going or him going down on her, they were like, oh, no, 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 we can't show that. You know, whereas like like women going down on men is like totally oh no God. big deal in like a it's PG-13 like, uh, rated movie. It's uh, so uh, makes me so fucking mad. DJ DJ Khaled is the one working oh, the, the, my God. the like, ratings Don't get board. Me started on he's DJ he's the one who gets to decide what movies are rated. He's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, no. <laughs> he's like, I think that that is an unrealistic thing to show in a movie because men shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's like just a panel of like old, like boring looking people, and, and then like we like we're like, can't cross him. It's DJ Khaled at the end. He's like, all the old white guys are like, yeah, this is fine, this is fine, and he's like, hang on, everybody. <laughs> Exactly. This is disgusting. This goes against nature. Yeah, God. ratings are absolutely bullshit. Khaled. <laughs> anyway, so. Big time. <laughs> All right, here we go. Pone far. He said it. Hmm, he said pone far. Have we been saying it wrong this whole time? I feel like they don't say it consistently. I think it's pon far. <laughs> but I do say It's certainly spelled pon far. There are precedents in nature, Captain. The giant eel birds of Regulus Five. Once Let's go to Regulus Five. I'm, Jesus I'm, Christ! I'm not going yeah, so to be able to hear any of the rest of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Giant eel birds, for that matter. They must return. That classic Star Trek thing okay, where they're like, on, this it. alien thing, We're this born. alien thing, this Let's human thing. They switched up the order a little bit. Die. Right. Well, it's like the it's like the clam mouths or whatever that McCoy was talking I about. Know. Okay, I got to go back to the. I have to hear about the giant eel birds. Okay. We talked through it. Sorry, I got too excited. Giant eel birds of Regulus Five. Once each eleven years, they must return to the caverns where they hatched. On your Earth, salmon. Mm, might have been a better starting point for this conversation. One stream where they. <laughs> he couldn't think of the word salmon for a minute. Here's oh, here's just eel birds have just been on his mind all week. It's like I'm basically just an eel bird. <laughs> But you're not a fish, Mr. Spark. You're... No. Nor am I a man. I'm a Vulcan. I'd hoped I would be spared this. But the ancient drives are too Why small. would you... I guess because Where he's half Vulcan, us? but... Do you notice that they're playing the uh, they're playing the same song that plays during their fight? It's with, a slowed-down like, slow version of it. I was thinking that. Yeah. And take a wife. Okay, Spock. All of us have biological clocks that are ticking. You are not special. Yeah. But he is really ashamed about it. Oh, look, there's like an incense thing burning in the back. Yeah, the lion, the lion's holding incense. That's a lot of fun. And I'll get you to Vulcan somehow. Aww. He's like, daddy's got this. What was that little bass riff there? It's Spock having like evil thoughts, I think. <laughs> we pan over and, and Walter uh, uh, Chekhov is there with the bass. He's like, I, I like, was uh, the bass member of the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, right? It almost sounded like the end of a uh, Seinfeld scene. <laughs> totally. Communication to Mr. Spock, Lieutenant Uhura here. Captain Atkinson, trying to raise Let me alone! Ooh. Oh dear. So oh, like my. I feel like it's kind of the Vulcan equivalent of being on your period, like just based on my observations. Yep. Yeah, seems like it. 
Okay, Kirk and Bones are in a room talking to a guy on a intercom, but I'm... Yeah, but I'm really just noticing there's a wall of skulls behind them of different creatures. <laughs> what room is this? It's McCoy's office. McCoy has a room full of skulls, huh? For medical reasons, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's cool. <laughs> it is like a warlord. It's like uh, there was a Picard season two episode where they got like Klingon skulls and Ferengi skulls and Romulan skulls all in a room. Anyway. Yeah, but if you were like a doctor anyway. who like treated many different species, it might be helpful to have, you know. Would be one of three sure. They're certainly cool. Because, like, I feel like doctors' offices have, like, human school. Not, like, a real one, but, like, a model school. Yeah, yeah, a little model skeleton they roll around with, I think. Like, they don't know what it looks like. Yeah, like, there's no choice. When it's, like, Spock dies or Spock doesn't die, like, damn the consequences. My friend. Oh, Kirk. He's concerned about his buddy. He loves him so much. Navigation. Can Chekhov and, and Sulu decide who sits in what chair, for Christ's sake? Wait, that's how they were before. Isn't it? I think they switched. No, no, that's how they were. Yeah, okay. I see. Very well, carry on, Because I think Chekhov is navigation and Sulu's the helm? Question mark? Sulu said he was, or Chekhov said he was navigation earlier. Yeah, that's what I said. When, when Kirk called him. Oh, wait, Sulu yeah. did? Never mind. Okay, Nurse Chapel no, is in did. Spock's room when he's by himself in his bed sleeping, which is deeply inappropriate. She's like, hey, I hear you're desperately trying to get laid. This is so uncomfortable. Uh-oh. Yes, Mr. Spock? Oh, don't yes, Mr. Spock him, as though you aren't just creeping around his room while he was sleeping. A most <laughs> startling dream. You were trying to tell me And something. she's crying, like one single tear just resting on her face. <laughs> the women in the show are wild. Yes. Uhuru is the only professional. To protest against our natures. Oh, shit. Don't you think? This is so weird. And the tear is not going anywhere. It's just sitting right there. It's, it's like slowly rolling back up towards her eye, actually. Oh, he got it. <laughs> He's like, your face is wet, you and your pussy is too, am I right? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was referring to yes. <laughs> okay. That's problematic, God, this is so cringy. My name is Christine. Shut up, you weirdo. But do you mind if I call you Jim for the rest of the evening? What if she brought it to him and he threw it at the wall again? <laughs> Very glad to do that. Ew, the women on the show are such losers sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time. Yes. It's, yeah. Except for Ahura, obviously, but everyone else kind of sucks. Everyone yeah, else is such no a kidding. like simp for any man who gives them attention. <laughs> uh oh, the boys are back in town. Yeah, it's not like there's a shortage of men on the ship either. Like, you know, like the women realistically would have their pick of the litter. And can you just have, like, a crush in a normal way? Why does it always have to be like, oh, I'm going to cry if you talk to me. Call me Christine. I have to cook like, for you and stalk you. Shut and, up. And, <laughs> like, yeah. Just be normal. Then would you beam down to the planet's surface and stand with me? Oh, he needs emotional support. Is it permitted? It is right. 
He's literally asking him to be his best man, but he doesn't want to say it. Thank you, Mr. Spock. This is so cute. And he just he just invited Kirk. Oh, okay. I was about to say he just invited Kirk and not McCoy. Yeah, it's like, I guess since you were here when I invited Kirk to be awkward, <laughs> not you invited you. Big time. And a, yeah, afterthought, yeah. Vulcan Space Central, this is the USS Enterprise requesting permission to assume standard orbit. USS Enterprise from Vulcan Space Central, permission granted. And from all of Vulcan, welcome. Is Commander Spock with you? This is Spock. Stand by to activate your central viewer, please. Ah, no, Nurse Chapel's on the bridge. What's going on? She brought more soup? Oh, it's T'Pring on the screen. It is I. The way she appeared is like a, a, a later movie than this, but uh, uh, the David Lynch Dune. It's like the opening oh, is yeah? like Princess Aruin appears in like that exact same way and gives like this weird opening monologue. I wonder if it's an homage. That's, like That's sick. I, I was just thinking that it's like very similar the way it's presented. I, I think she's like a floating head, like floating around the screen, if I remember right. <laughs> I love the actress who plays T'Pring. She is so beautiful. She kind of looks like a fish, but in the most stunning way. <laughs> like a, just like a really sexy fish. Like her like face Lola is fascinating. She's a total Angelina Jolie as a fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Touched. We meet at the appointed place. Don't you see it? Parted from me and never parted. No. She is attractive though, but I am not seeing the fish. Yes. <laughs> She's lovely, Mr. Spock. She is. Who is she? She is to bring. Now has to bring had like a career and a life or Yeah, I think so. I think Vulcans are pretty forward-thinking. Kind of, uh, yeah. I remember last time I saw this episode feeling like she pretty much just waits around for him to show up. What? I don't think so. I think she I think she doesn't wait around for him enough, if you know what I mean. Oh, that's right, because she's got another guy when we get down here, doesn't she? Okay, well, we're about to get to it. Oh, it's the boys love, on the surface of Vulcan. On Vulcan. I love how Vulcan looks. I this love awesome. Vulcan. It's, it's red. so sick. It's mountainous. So, it's like, very, Martian, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks a lot like uh, like Utah or something. Oh, totally. They're just at Arches Very, National uh, Park, actually. Oh, uh, look at the big city in the background there. Yeah. Vulcan is so yeah, so cool. Yeah, they really nailed these I sets. love the way Vulcan looks in the new movies. This is the land of my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Search for Spock, it's very cool. Two thousand Earth years. Oh no, I mean like oh, the maybe. like Star Trek, like the two thousand nine movie. Oh, yes, yeah, they do a cool one too. So we're in like a Stonehenge type arena. You guys have all seen it, I'm pretty this sure. This is you such know a sick start to season two. Like, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vulcans killed. Look at the weird little like wind chimes. Shit. I love it. It's making little noises too. Wooden chimes tinkling, it says. Perhaps the price they pay for having no emotions the rest of the time. Lovely. Wish the breeze would cool it. Yeah, how does Vulcan now understand what that phrase means? The atmosphere is thinner than Earth. <laughs> hmm. I like little details like that. I know, me too. Just kind of creates more of a, a, an atmosphere. Yeah, like world building kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The marriage party approaches. Hmm. It's kind of funny that Spock wouldn't want to wear like something more traditionally Vulcan. He's wearing his uniform still. 
Yeah. Ceremony while we were about seven years of age. Weird. Less than a marriage, but more than a betrothal. They were promised to one another. Mm -hmm. It's like an arranged marriage sort of a thing. I mean, it makes sense that Vulcans would do arranged marriages, you know. Yeah, otherwise they'd have to, like, figure out dating and stuff and that would be less logical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they want to dedicate their time to more interesting pursuits. We would both be drawn to Kunat Khalifi. Kunat Khalifi. Right, right in tell us if that's a band, Kern. <laughs> Seriously. Tapau is who we're going to meet. That's a band? That's uh -huh. funny. Tapau's the name of a band. Spock's beard is the name of a band. No way. Yeah, prog rock band. I hope from it's a bunch 90s, of lesbians. I want to say. Nah, just a bunch of geeky dudes. That's cool too, I guess. Yeah, they're all right. They sound similar to a lot of bands that I like better than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so we've got a whole little uh, parade happening. Mm-hmm, with little uh, shaky things and wacky outfits. Uh-huh. And... and as we know from uh, the Romulan episode, they the, uh... like to do the helmets so they can do fewer prosthetic ears. The only person to ever That's right. That's why they got stupid hats. How? Officiating at Spock's wedding. He never mentioned that his family was this important. I love her. Tapau, she's so fucking she's cool. Great. Off into Pring, she's so pretty. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, who's that boy? Oh, that guy's got a whole thing. And Yeah, and, and Gladiator Man. He was he making like too a, many jokes, yeah. so they had to put that stupid thing on his mouth. He has to wear a beak They're like, now. come on, you're not, you're not being logical enough. <laughs> so you probably know this already, Alex, she's, but she's, this actress could not do the Vulcan salute, so they had to tape her I fingers together. Tell. That's funny. Uh-huh. Hand just didn't do it. That's so interesting. My hand does it like nothing. Yeah, I think it's so. so easy. I can do it with both hands. Yeah, we got we got hands that look like they were made to do that. <laughs> I love these costumes and this set. It's just so fun. They are not outworlders. They are my friends. That's so beautiful. Oh. I am permitted this. He's like, you know, I don't have any He's Vulcan friends. Don't rules, be a dick about it. Right? <laughs> she just got to sass him a little. Vulcans are nothing if not sassy. This is Kirk. They're like, oh, we're super logical, but then they're just like rude all the time. And then if you call them out, they're like, I'm just being right. logical. And the are called Leonard McCoy, ma'am. He names this outworlders friends. Hmm. The Vulcan accent sounds awfully similar to a Greek oh, accent. Am I placing <laughs> that right? Could be. I could see it. It's like, like how they made like, maybe like all uh, of the women in Wonder Woman use like an Israeli-sounding accent to go with Gal Gadot's. Funny. It might be. It might, maybe it's like a Hebrew accent. I'm having trouble placing it. This is our bay. No clue. I love the jingling. Jingle, 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 jingle. I'd be so good at being one of those jingle guys. I would That's jingle so vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> I 
They're jingling all the way. They're jingling all the way. Not if she has something to say about it. <sighs> she she said Khalifi. She she Khalified and stopped him from hitting the gong because <laughs> she likes this other guy. Don't give it mm-hmm. away. Just kidding. It's fine. I love her outfit and her hair. It's so fun. Yes, I love everything about her. She's wonderful. Yeah, big time. And I love that she's such a bitch. Obviously. Right? Yeah. Maybe that's what I like so much. <laughs> we love a bitchy woman. Big, nice man. I know, right? What is it? What happened? She chooses the challenge. With him? He acts only if cowardice is seen. Ooh. He's like an enforcer, a big <laughs> knife guy. Champion. He looks like kind of like the guy who pulls the... You know, the guillotine. Yeah. The, like, executioner. Yeah. He is deep in the black tow, the blood fever. He will not speak with thee again until he has passed through what Hmm. he's... Yeah, Spock's not doing so well. He just keeps getting weirder by the minute. Mm -hmm. I love how much weird alien stuff is in this episode. Me too. It's so fun. it's just like, I, yeah, there's constantly like, like things take, that we don't get. I feel like, like they never take enough advantage of Vulcan culture. Like, I feel like we see so much Klingon culture and quite a bit of Romulan, but like, we never see enough Vulcan for me. I know in Voyager, Tuvok, I think is his name, mm-hmm. is, is part of the main cast, and he's the only he's the only Vulcan we've had since Spock. I, you know, not counting the new series. They know that nobody. So I wonder if they do a do bit like more of it. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, because it's like TNG and Deep Space Nine. We have almost no Vulcans, and when they do show up, they're like weird jerks, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I like, know, and I think they're so interesting and cool. Spock. Yeah. Does he accept challenge according to our laws and customs? I also like to imagine that this ritual is usually like spoken in like Vulcan language, but they're like all speaking English for the sake of Kirk and McCoy. For Kirk and McCoy's sake. Maybe they have uh, universal translators in their ears. Yeah, it could be. I'm down it. Not in his present condition. I feel like in his present condition, he's like stronger. He'll fuck somebody up. He is not going to be yeah, clouded by logic. They don't. They don't know what they're talking about, Kirk and Bones. I love her fit. She's so cool. Mm-hmm. And her hair. Oh, yes, queen. She's the coolest woman in the world. I make my choice. And she's about she to play like these boys more, against uh, each other like a goddamn queen. Right? This one. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, queen. Make the boys She's so fight. composed compared to Spock, too. He's having, like, a meltdown, and she seems like she's fine. I know. Be silent. Hear me. I have made the ancient claim. claim what is this right. guy's name? The woman is it's, like, Demetrius Corica. or something like that. Oh, Corica just means shut up, probably. I ask forgiveness. Yeah. To bring this within her rights. But our laws and customs are not binding on thee. Thee are free to decline with no harm on thyself. I feel like she kind of overuses the word thee. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like they're like conducting it in English for their sakes. And like she has just read a shit ton of Shakespeare. <laughs> mm, gotcha. I like her purple cape. I know. She looks so cool. And her like and weird her hair. And her scepter too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, all the all the art direction on this episode is just so fun. It's so good. Just, jing, just jingle guys are, I don't know about their outfits, no, but I do clean. love their jingly don't be things. The choice has been made, Spock. It is up to him now. It does not know. I will do what I must. He just throws a bowl of purple soup at her. We have like, <laughs> no idea where he got it from. <laughs> he is my friend. It is said, thy Vulcan blood is thin. Are the Vulcan? Wow. That's like a big Damn. microaggression against Spock being mixed, and I think I that that's really rude. Mm-hmm. I like what Spock said about all this being really rooted in like antiquity, like this is all like very old tradition. Exactly, which it's, it's like totally you definitely is. are seeing it now. Yeah. yeah, he's like normally Vulcans are logical, but not for this. <laughs> We're shit. weird about sex, just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forbid. Pow, I plead with thee. I beg. Thee has prided thyself on thy Vulcan heritage. Oh, shit. It is decided. Damn, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There's, like, levels to this. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is, like, a just, really good depiction of, like, what it's like as an outsider to, like, see, like, a cultural exchange, you know? There's, like, so much happening that you, like, don't understand or can't comprehend, you know? Yeah. God, just really good. I mean, just exceptional writing this whole episode. Like, Do not interfere, Kirk. Keep thy place. This is stupid because, like, Kirk doesn't understand what he's agreeing to, you know? You can't do it, Jim. You can? No. She said that their laws and customs were not binding on you. And you said Spock might not be able to handle them. Now, if I can knock Spock out without really hurting him. In this climate, if the heat doesn't get you, the thin air will. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Jim, Spock's gonna kick your ass. Yeah, like, exactly. Let's not, let's not fool around about this. Like, Kirk's like, I don't know, you know, when we wrestle Which, sometimes like, behind closed doors, I sometimes Spock have never fought each other. The fact that Kirk thinks that he can take him. Well, we've seen him fight a couple of times, though. You can't do it. They fought in the episode where everyone was high. That's true. And Spock destroyed Kirk. It was like really one sided. Yeah. He wasn't high at the time, so probably, yeah. Oh, that's right. He was the one who was, yeah. Huh. Yeah, Spock was high. It was yeah. a very one-sided fight. It, it definitely seems like they think that Spock's current state makes him weaker, but I really feel like it's going to make him stronger, you know? Yeah, well, they're about to find that out the hard way, I think. It is done. Look at her with her sneaky little smile. Mm -hmm. Topring is so cute. Here we go. I accept. <sighs> he accepted the challenge. And I love that Spock is just like spinning out, being a little freak over there. Mm-hmm. He's in the the blood fever or whatever they called it. Uh-huh. Again, it's like a whole She's like rolling her eyes. Period, like either you know? either she's she's either she's either like over this or like really struggling to remember her lines. <laughs> There it the is. Lerpa. Lerpa. The thing that I know Lerpa the name fight. of. 
Yeah, look at the way Spock is gripping that thing. He's gonna fuck you <laughs> up, dude. It's time for a Lerpa fight. Grab your Lerpa. I love these things. They're so goofy. I know, right? What do you mean, you've both survived? See, that would have been a helpful thing for him to know before he made that decision. You know, like, look, I love them. Like, zoom in. You know they're going to go to commercial in a second. Oh, no, I guess not. I thought it was going to be like, as it like looks at Oh, we will. Yeah, there it is. There we go. Yeah. Kept to commercial. No, you were right. Yeah, it was commercial. Wait a minute, ma'am. Ma'am. Who said anything about a He's such a little farm boy. And a friend. Force him to fight till one of them is killed. I can forgive such a display only once. Sweetheart, they don't know what they're doing. Challenge was given. Lawfully accepted. Yeah, but he did not give informed consent. Right? Well, you know, wouldn't be an episode otherwise. I know. I'm just pointing out what's happening in the universe is not very much. Oh, yeah, no, no, with it, yeah. <laughs> I would have it no other way, mind you. Okay, we're off to kind of an easy start. They're just kind of, you know. Just pushing oh. on each other. Okay, lay your bets on how soon Kirk will get his shirt ripped. <laughs> <laughs> it Folks, has it already happened. Happens. As I said it. <laughs> Right across the nipples, which is my favorite way that he rips his shirt. Like, it's just so fucking funny. Uh-oh. Spock is not holding back, folks. He is breaking Damn, this up. he's breaking everything. Oh, Kirk got him in the It's time for a Lerpa fight. Grab your Lerpa. Lerpa, Lerpa, Lerpa. Joke Spock with your Lerpa. <laughs> oh, man, these things are falling apart. Even the weapons are... I think this is the first time we hear this battle music. I think so. It becomes like such a like such a Star Trek staple, you know? Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, this is where I know it from for sure. This oh is man, it's a good fight, fight too I though. Love this yeah. One. Oh, and they really got the space for it here and they're making use of it. Yeah, like they're absolutely. all over the place. Spock, no. Spock yes. Spock tried. He took it yeah, he took a stab there. Hmm, Krika seems to Krika means she be has used to for multiple Just things. Just wait one second, she'll be right back. Right, yeah. Pee break, Krika. This Vulcan chivalry, the air's too hot and thin for Kirk. He's not used to it. The air is the air. What can be done? <laughs> Good response, the, the air, air is the air. I can compensate. Oh, well, performance-enhancing like, drugs. Steroids and adrenaline. Yeah, he's roiding him up. <laughs> McCoy's like, I don't he know what else him with to 100 do. with 100 cc's of whatever that thing was he gave himself in that other episode. <laughs> what if he did it right in the boob? You're gonna have to like, just injected him. Oh, no, he's going to, like, tear his shirt and then inject it. That's not what came to it tear it even more, you think? Oh, no. no, if he just did he's it in his arm, I feel shirt. like he's definitely in the past, like, ripped a shirt and then injected. Now, be careful. Sound medical advice. Kirk, Kirk has a boob window. We can see his uh It's a chest. good look. He should always do it. I mean, he does it a lot. Uncroika. Oh, they need new weapons. That's like, uh, you see that sometimes in women's fashion, not on their boobs, usually right above their boobs, it's, you know? It's, it's a like, good look. I think it's cute. I do too. 
Oh, now what we switch weapons to. Can I just oh, say? Uh oh, no. Knocked yeah, him do. down. Oh, this one with hurt. The, with the big rope belt thing, yeah. these weapons are a little goofy. They're basically whipping each other with big belts. <laughs> oh, or now strangling each other. You have a belt Shit. instead of a lurpa. <laughs> He's Ooh, just man. karate he's, chopping his chest, which yeah, is Kirk a choice. Is wailing on Spock. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh, I like that every time they fall on the, the ground and get back up, they're covered in the sparkly <gasps> sand. Have you noticed that? They both uh -huh. got like sparkles on their backs. Yeah, of course. Oh man. Kirk can't remember the safe word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spock's choking him out with this thing. <laughs> Oh no, Kirk's down. Spock's on top now. The that's, safe that's, word is that, Koika. That's the reverse of what they usually do. Spock's normally at the bottom. Guys, if you can't think of a good safe word, Kroika's a good go-to. Kroika, yeah. <laughs> that, was the, that was the word he was looking for. <laughs> she supplied it. We're good. Get your hands off of him, Spock. Mmm. Did Bones give him something to make it seem like he died? This is <gasps> ringing a bell. Mmm. I'm a doctor. He's dead. Take my word for it. We're gonna leave. <laughs> like, good. Now he must He's be like, buried under lie. 50 feet of cement in the traditional Vulcan <laughs> ceremony. They just do a whole Romeo Juliet thing. Spock is like, ah, oh, shit, I'm gonna kill myself now. Authority on a prize. Good to know that in the right context, Spock would kill Kirk. The transporter room Out of horniness. Out of horniness. Or, I mean, I, maybe you could argue out of self-preservation, but... I think the best argument is that it's insanity, you know? Sure. And, you know, horniness and he's insanity. He's got that blood really rage. The difference. You're in command now. No, he's asking for his orders now. That's yeah. interesting. McCoy's the king still, of sass, Now he's I'm commanding officer. I'll follow you up in a few minutes. It'll only take a few minutes for me and to bring to uh, finish our business. <laughs> to plot a course. <laughs> For the nearest star base, where I must surrender myself to the authorities. Yeah, that that logic holds. They're I still the jingling those bells. They can't stop. To bring. Explain. Specify. Uh, I'm so obsessed with her. And why you chose my captain? As your champion. Stan wanted me. Oh, soft lighting. She got it. Where's the sound cue? Where's the sound cue? You know logic. Soft lighting. You have become much known among our people, Spock. Almost a legend. And as the years went by, I came to know that I did not want to be the consort of a legend. But by the laws of our people, I could only divorce you by the caliphy. There was also Stan, who wanted very much to be my consort, and I wanted him. If your captain were Victor, he would not want me, and so I would have Stan. If you were Victor, you would free me because I had dared to challenge, and again I would have Stan. But if you did not free me... Man, all of this for Stan, uh, like, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember what Stan looks like, but, uh, not, not even as good looking as Chekhov. <laughs> thought about him being good looking you know like i totally get where she's coming from where she's just like yeah, you are no, like a celebrity and i don't want anything to do with that Stop. yeah 
And Stan, you know, he's attentive. Stan's a good-looking guy. Maybe I don't know. I can see it. Maybe you're right. He's certainly tall. I mean, he's no Leonard Nimoy. No, I mean, not even close, but... losing a thing after all as wanting. Oh, that's funny. I know, he's such a king. But it is often true. It's too bad Spock and T'Pring could have been, like, the power couple. Spock here. Stand by to beam up. Damn, so after all this, he's not even going to get to mess around with T'Pring? Nope, because she played him. I mean, just looking at her puts me into a Vulcan blood fever, <laughs> Vulcan blood rage. Prosper. <laughs> this is our first live long and prosper, folks. But I thought he biologically had to. It's a little confusing. Oh, was it? That was the first one? They're going to explain it. And my friend. Explain why he's no longer in a bloodlust. But I'll give you one hint. Rolling around and choking out Kirk somehow satisfied uh, yeah. some kind of longing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That's literally the explanation oh they give. Oh, I man, love that you just like, came down to Vulcan. Vulcan like fuck shit up. And then they're like, okay, I guess, I guess we'll go now, having accomplished nothing. Right. Time to go. Yeah, and we also didn't help the uh, Altair situation. Okay, wait, wait. This is one of my best, uh, best. Uh, this is one of the, my favorite I parts. Be resigning my commission immediately, of course. A Spock. So I would appreciate you are making the final arrangements. Spock, I, Doctor, please let me finish. There can be no excuse for the crime of which I'm guilty. I intend to offer no defense. Furthermore, I shall order Mr. Scott to take immediate command of this vessel. Don't you think you better check with me first, Captain? Oh, he's so excited. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. It's like the biggest Spock emotional scene that ever happens, and it's so I'm fucking cute. <laughs> just I like hot bridal joy and delight. No. It's so, so cute. Happy. And then he's like, uh oh, how do I walk this shit back? That's funny. Knocked me out. Simulated death. Indeed. And also, no one checked besides him. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, how like how would they know whether a human was alive or not? You know. Yeah, exactly. They don't know human physiology. They just trust the doctor. The girl, the wedding. Oh, yes, the girl. That's interesting. It must have been the combat. I love how they just like blow right past the fact that Spock thought he killed Kirk. The madness was gone. Right. Like, uh, so Spock, you would have killed me? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Kirk, message from Starfleet Command. It's okay. It was like a weird they time down there. They are pissed at you. Relay it, Lieutenant. Response to T'Pol's request for diversion of Enterprise to Planet Vulcan, hereby approved. Any reasonable delay granted. Comac. Oh. It all worked out. No, we're not even in trouble. Well, a little late, but I'm glad they're seeing it our way. How about that, T'Pol? I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> How about that, T'Pol? <laughs> Lay in a course for Altair 6, leave all Kirk's like, my, my greatest regret is that I didn't get to spend the night with her. <laughs> Seven-year-old woman that can't separate her fingers. Giving us an emotional scene that would have brought the house down. He's right. logical relief that Starfleet had not lost the Oh, please. The rituals are intricate. Of course, Mr. Spock. Your reaction was quite logical. This is the classic flirty final scene of the episode. I always love the classic flirty scenes. Come on, Spock. Let's go mind the store. <laughs> They're all Is it so mind the store? Love. Yeah, I go mind the store. <laughs> Damn. Cute. Just cute boys doing cute boy shit. Fun. 
Oh my gosh, what a great one. Right. Ah, uh, yes, like a like a truly perfect episode. Right. It's like on just so on every good. level. They they're using like every bit of like emotional stuff they have kinda like in the you know, in the chamber already and just kind of like Yeah, they really like And and clearly just or you they say? really like deliver on a lot of things that are like that have been kind of ever present, you know. But they like really brought it to the surface. Yeah, because it's like the you know the show is like as we are constantly saying is about the relationship between yeah. Kirk and Spock, like more than anything else. Like you know, there's a lot there's a lot of great things in the show, but like that is like the you know the most core, most emotional aspect of it type uh-huh. of thing. And so it's like. Yeah, and so it's like to to do an episode just fully like about that sort of thing, but not fully about that. There's a lot of other stuff happening, but like that's uh-huh. the that's the stakes of it anyway. Yeah, it's just like they just do everything right. The, the man, should we should we move into our warp speed ratings and, yeah, and discuss it further? It. I guess let's do it. All right, we're taking it to warp. If you would, uh, Mr. Scotts. <laughs> warp drive, Mr. Scott. This is the warp speed rating segments uh this is where we rate the episode on a scale from impulse speed to full warp mm-hmm. roughly a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. and by the way uh, dad has mentioned that our that our warp speed rating a sound effect he thinks sounds weird he says that he's like that's not what it sounds like when they go to warp and uh it's the one from it's the one from star trek the motion picture right. for the record that one that we're using in yeah. case anyone's like where are they getting that from so not from the show so that's so, why it might know. sound weird it's not as familiar yeah so it's, it's yeah it's different the way they did it later i think i think they go to warp a little slower in the show i feel like it's like a slow ramp up like anyway hmm, yeah maybe the movies were a little bit influenced by star wars maybe yeah i think it's yeah i think it's just cooler to see them jump like that yeah you're right the hyper jump uh-huh. you might be right what when does the first when was the first movie out? Was it before the first Star Wars? I think I think it, I think it is, isn't it? I don't know. Is it like 75 for the motion picture? I'm not really sure I either. I have honestly no clue. Beside the point, what we're talking about here is the episode and what we ranked it <laughs> and I'm definitely just going to give that one a perfect 10. How is that I your first warp not? 10? That is that's my first warp 10 and it's ah! absolutely deserving of it. Nothing Yay! else has been as good as that yet. There's been a lot of very good episodes, but none have been as good as that yet in my opinion. Yay! I just think it's a perfect episode. All the character dynamics are interesting. Even Nurse Chapel is kind of brought into it in an interesting way. Uh-huh. And we even get a little bit of like quirky, you know, chat between like Chekhov and Sulu, you know, uh-huh. like so we we do we even have a little more of the ensemble vibe going even if they're less involved in the like main story. Uh-huh. The the Vulcan stuff, the art direction of Vulcan and the, the sci-fi-ness of it and the uh, just all the weird Vulcan traditions and stuff are so cool and so exciting. Putting Spock into a state of emotional distress so that we get to watch uh, Leonard Nimoy get to do some like real acting in this totally. episode, which is like one of the greatest assets of the show, uh-huh. I think, is like that's that's brilliant. He's such a good actor. Yeah, uh, and actually, uh, I'll even say... Shatner gives uh, uh, like a perfect performance in this episode too. Like he's he's not like we don't. I don't feel like we see a lot of the traditional Shatner goofiness in this episode. Yeah, like, totally. He's so he's like, grounded he gives in a the very way that I like, like grounded performance. I love when yeah, he absolutely. is able to do that. Yeah, so it's like everybody's kind of just every everything is just firing on all cylinders in like a perfect way. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more you could want from a Star Trek episode. Like, uh-huh. like I I don't I don't think I would change like one thing of this. Uh huh. 
even even you know less involved characters like Dupring and Tapa are really like perfectly done and like their intentions are clear uh-huh. and they're like well performed and uh, even even Dupring's boyfriend whatever his name is Stan or whatever Stan <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah just really a lot to enjoy about it yeah what do you what do you have to say about it yeah um actually this is gonna be a little bit controversial but I'm just gonna say it I would give this one actually a warped nine. Which is crazy because it's like my second favorite you. episode. No, but listen, I don't like, think you're. I think you're lying. <laughs> you're really giving it a warp nine. I thought you were pulling my chain. <laughs> no, I'm giving it a warp nine. I'm dead serious because there are a couple Why? of things that like separated okay. from the episodes that I have given a warp ten. Um, Interesting. And like, okay, let me just say, like I said, this is one of my like second favorite. This is my second favorite episode. You know, so like I really love it because it has all of the things that I love about the show. But I think that mm-hmm. it actually is missing some of the things that make for, like, what I would say is, like, a perfect episode. So Interesting. I feel like... What's missing, you think? Well, okay, two of the biggest things. I feel like it takes them a little too long to get there, you know, where I feel like the great episodes are, like, great from beginning to end. Whereas, like, this episode, I'm always a little bored in the beginning, you know? So I wish that they sure. could have gotten and Maybe there a we have an extra faster. nurse chapel scene, I guess. Like uh-huh. the scene where she comes into his room might have been like if I was losing scenes, that would have been the one. Yeah, right. And we do yeah, you might be right. We might be do a little too much of like, oh Spock is crazy. Oh Spock is crazy. We're going yeah. to Vulcan, we're going to Altair, we're going to Vulcan. Like Spock too, is crazy. Too, is like, Spock crazy? Spock is crazy. Honestly, you know? Yeah. Okay, I feel that. Which is I, a small although thing. I, I would point that back to the classic issue of the episodes are all 10 minutes too long yeah, um, they all needed like a b or a c plot you know depending on the episode mostly they yeah, all needed i don't a think b this plot. one needed more plot i think it just needed to be slightly shorter although i, I don't know I, as i said I'm, I'm pretty happy with where it's at but i hear you i, I hear yeah. that completely and then the other thing is it's always like the thing that like the greatest episodes do is that they connect to something bigger and this episode did not do that Granted, they had so much fun character stuff, mm, fun like Vulcan okay, culture not a things. Theme you could make it, yeah. They're not really saying anything, which is fine, you know. Yeah, but that's the only that's reason that I would say warp nine instead of warp ten because it has all of the things I love. Like, yeah, the character stuff, um, the like relationship stuff between like the three main guys. Yeah, fun yeah, planet, you're right. Fun it Vulcan is just culture. a Star Trek story, though. It's not like a yeah. Exactly. There's no like theme. There's not like a, a lesson to be pulled out of it. Yeah. Um, so although it is, or at least like, maybe one of we're my missing it. If there favorites, is, I'm gonna say like warp nine for this one. Let's see. What lesson could you pull out around trying to think? It's like <laughs> something about friendship or something about supporting, you know, each other's cultures or something. Or, I think I it's know. just you about might, them. You being might like, be right. I think it is let's just see a, more of Spock, you know, which is great. Yeah, and I, I think it's no just like a perfect, that, you know, adventure type episode. But yeah, you're right. Not there's not a, and I don't know that I need the lesson if the episode is is doing everything that I, that I want it to, sort uh-huh. of a thing, you know. Like, like I don't know that I need that from this episode. But I also I, that's a valid that's a valid uh, drawback. A lot of the best episodes do have like yeah. a, a clear message, and for me, which that's this like is missing. What's, and it does feel a like a core Trek Star Trek exactly aspect. Well, I guess we're not there yet. I was just wondering what the lesson is going to be in trouble with Tribbles, but we'll get there <laughs> when we get there. I guess. I think it's probably going to be very similar. Fair critique. I think that's uh, I think that's on point. Yeah. Guys, let us know what you thought of the episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'm sure most of you guys love this one. But, of uh, course. You know, is it a perfect episode? What is? Uh, tell us what your favorite episode is, too. Maybe even give us your top three, you know, if you want to. Like, but uh, And if this is your favorite, let us know. Or if we've already done your favorite, 
also let us know. Um, I'd love to hear just like which ones really stand out to people. But don't tell me when they're coming and don't tell me what they're about if it's one I haven't seen. <laughs> but know, yeah, I don't vague. know. If, did you say no this? Spoilers. Like what makes what makes a perfect Star Trek episode? You know, like what elements are involved? Yeah, no. And I, I think that's a fair. Yeah. 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 Tell us what you guys think. Like, do we need a theme in an episode or not? Because it's like sometimes I definitely miss it. And other times it's like there's enough happening that it doesn't bug me, you know. But it's a good point that this episode might not have worked in season one. It wouldn't like, have. Like, That's the whole thing. Yeah. They are we like did they the are using what they have already one. established, which is not a bad thing, you know. No, it's smart. It's kind of a perfect thing it's to great. be doing. And it's like it's like a let's great way use... to start season two. Yeah, to kind of stand on the shoulders of what they've already done exactly. and continue to build off of it in exciting ways, yeah. I think is is really smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary kill Ponfar. Oh, Mary kill Ponfar has never been more appropriate. So, unlike Woo. Spock, yeah, but perhaps a little bit like to Pring, Alex will get a choice of folks from the episode <laughs> that we just watched, and he will choose one to marry. One to kill and one to p- commit to Ponfar with. So, Alex, are you ready for Mary Kill Ponfar? I'm going to marry to Pring. Oh, you, you haven't given my options yet. And I'm going to marry to Pring. Whoever you choose to Ponfar with, you might be able to even pick a character that I didn't give you to fight with. The- That's too complicated. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So, today's uh, Mary Kill Ponfar lineup is going to be highly logical. Are you ready? Behind door number one, we have mm-hmm. Spock, of course. Who else? Behind door number I, two. Are you going to put me into Pring's shoes here? I'm going to have these three guys? We have. Okay, no, no, no. Actually, close. Behind door number two, we have okay. to Pring. And behind door okay. number three, oh, right. we have Stan. It is the love Stan. triangle. Okay. <laughs> the triangle. Okay, I'll kill Stan. Forget that guy. <laughs> Easy. Gosh, it disturbs me to see you, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Stan is the Gaston of this of this movie. Big side, uh, he's show. the third wheel. And uh, yeah, absolutely, I'm gonna marry to Pring, even though she seems like um, she's such a fucking. Bitch. I don't even care that she seems like kind of a cold, distant bitch. Yeah, uh-huh. like who seems like she would cast away, you know, whoever. Like uh-huh. she, she might not she give a shit about pants. me, but I. That's all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll serve her on, on hand and, and knees or whatever. Uh, and, uh, and I'll pawn for our Spock. Of course. Exactly. I'll be her consort. A yep. And, and Spock, yep, I'll pawn for, for with. Um, but hopefully I'll be Very cooler about it than he deduced. was. He was kind of a spaz about it. <laughs> uh, hopefully I won't slip into the, uh, the Vulcan blood fever. Well, if he knows that you're a dude then maybe he'd be more excited and less freaked out i think he was really wrestling with, you're right uh, yeah yeah that was the biology issue that he was fighting <laughs> it's like biologically they they keep suggesting that i need to be with a woman and yet i find myself in love with uh, this captain who is in love in maybe turn with his ship larger picture <laughs> just kidding mm. they didn't know they didn't know okay actually let me just go through this whole thing because i don't know if i've said this on the podcast yet but they didn't mm-hmm. know how much homoeroticism they were imbuing into this show. And so much media just, like, has such inherent homoeroticism because all of these writers are able to write, like, deep and complex and interesting male characters and really, really mm-hmm. struggle to find, like, the depth in female characters. So, yeah. like, it's like, of course, like, 
of course, everybody is like shipping these like boy characters together because they are the fun, interesting, cool characters, whereas the women are all like so two dimensional, you know? Yes, very secondary. And so yeah, it's, it's so, so funny true. how like they just like stumble upon the homoeroticism totally like accidentally just by being like kind of sexist, you know? Yeah, that is funny that, yeah, that, that it's like they try to be so like macho y that they end up being exactly. just exactly, which we talk about all the time. <laughs> Of course, yeah, that's so true, though. So, uh, yeah, would you have done the same lineup? Um, I would have married Spock and Ponfart with Dupring. Uh, I thought so, yeah, switched around. Gotta yep, stand your, by my Your man. 30th time marrying Spock. Yep. yep. <laughs> Great. Okay, yeah. I uh, I love Dupring's hair. I love her whole thing. Can I just say mm-hmm, I know. Yep, mad about Dupring. I... I think she appears in Strange New World, someone said. I can't remember, though. That's awesome. I'll I'll watch it just to see her. Yeah. Like, even though obviously it's not her because it's, uh, you know, another woman from 70 years later or whatever. Also, we didn't even, we kind of, like, blew past, like, how T'Pau is such a bad bitch. How she's, like, the only person who's, like, refused to join the Federation Council. I think that's so rad. And that she's just, like, like this rad woman. And I like that, uh... And here, here's proper feminism: is that T'Pau is who she is? That it, that they've chosen a woman for this role, exactly, like, which is really because cool. you know season one we would have seen an old white guy in the role, and it's yeah. like they're kind of being maybe a little more forward thinking now. And she feels like perfect for the role, so you don't really think about it. But it was like some yeah, I didn't, you know, yeah. Now is it her? Is it the same actress in in uh, Search for Spock when they're restoring his soul? I don't really know. Not as far as I know, but maybe. I I I mean the I think it's the same role. It's certainly a very similar character, if not, who does that big ceremony. No, she's pretty but, old um, in this one. So I would I know, be surprised. I was thinking that. Yeah. And that's quite a bit later. Although she's old in that too, so it's <laughs> I guess I'm not sure. Yeah, look it up. Uh, we can talk I'll about it. I'll look it up. I'll let you guys know in the, the next uh, episode. Great. So, uh, I don't know. Closing thoughts? What do you got? Anything else to say? I'm just so excited to be at season two. This is where it gets, like, real, real fun and good. I'm so happy. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited, too. What a great way to kick it off. I yeah, know. they've really found their footing and just, they like, did. know how to make a show. And they aren't struggling from, like, the, you know, like, season one, as we are pointing out, as they're getting further along. It was just, like, just, just fatigue, almost, of, like, oh, my Big God, time. we just did, like, 30 of these which is like uh-huh. i think the first episode I, mean, I think the first season of of tos is the longest season of star trek ever i don't think I they ever did that. another one that was 30 episodes that makes sense um yeah so it's like they might there might be a couple of like 29 episode seasons maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can't remember but um but yeah so it's like so yeah you, you know so we had to we had to shorten them up a little bit to to get less alternative factors Less alternative factors, thank God. So uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, be sure to write in to Pod and let us know your thoughts. We'll read them here on the show. Uh, show the show to a friend if you haven't. You know, if you have friends, no, no pressure if not. But uh, if you got tricky friends, you know, you recommend it to them. Tell them, uh, tell them it's cool. Tell them we're we're funny goofballs that don't know as much about Star Trek as you do, um, <laughs> but who sure have strong opinions. We are very opinionated, so <laughs> and and unabashedly remarking on the attractiveness of the characters on screen. Uh huh. And talking about how all the characters are boyfriends. It's not for everybody, but you know it is what it is. 
but it's you know where we are who we are we're <laughs> authentically much, ourselves unlike unlike spock who suppresses his need for sex <laughs> with men <laughs> <laughs> so yep but until next time live long and prosper Thanks for listening to Star Trek The Original Siblings. Follow the show on social media on Instagram and Twitter at STOSibsPod, or send us a subspace message at STOSibsPod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, rate us five stars or maybe write us a nice review. Tune in next time, and until then, live long and prosper. <laughs>